Today, I want to set things right. We had an amazing, powerful Easter, the resurrection service. And afterwards, because we uh, were so victorious, the enemy worked so hard, like overtime, to get at our people. And so I just want to establish you in the truth. You know, some of you feel like you've been um, moving backwards instead of forward. Um, but that's a lie. That's a deception. People of God, we never move yeah. backwards. We always move forward. Even when situations seem like we have moved backwards, no, we never go that way. Amen. We always move forward. Amen? Okay, let's pray. God, we thank you for tonight. We thank you that you're going to set us free from every deception of the enemy, Lord. You created us to govern, to rule. You said multiply and rule. So, Lord, we are going to take our kingdom place tonight, and we're going to govern. We're going to rule, God. We're not going to allow anything else except for you to govern over us, Lord. We're going to take back our kingdom mindset tonight. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen? Amen. You believe that? Yeah. All right. Acts. We're going to look at two scriptures. Acts chapter 15, verses 8 through 9. And Psalm chapter 8, verse 6. Okay? Acts 15, verses 8 through 9. Psalm chapter 8, verse 6. Starting... At Acts 15, it says, And God, who knows the heart, has testified to them by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he did to us. And he made no distinction. Everybody say, "No no distinction. Between them and us, cleansing their hearts by faith. And Psalm 8, 6, it says, you made them rulers. Everybody say rulers. rulers. Over the works of your hands. You put everything, say everything, everything. under their feet. Amen. You know, when I read Acts chapter 15, it came out of my daily devotion. And that, those words, two words, no distinction, really cut my um, attention. Holy Spirit made no distinction between the unbelievers and believers and gave them the Holy Spirit. No distinction. And when I, when I thought about the word, the, those words, no distinction, I thought, man, as Christians, as sons and daughters of God, we make distinctions where we should not make any distinctions. And we don't make you understand? We make distinctions in wrong places. So I want to kind of talk about that today. Here in Acts 15, Peter is talking about some of the Jews are saying, even the Gentiles, when they get saved, they have to be circumcised. And Peter comes here and says, no, you know what happened? I was praying and God showed me a vision. Of, of this, this sheet that came down from heaven. It had like holy, not holy, uh, clean and unclean animals. And you know Jews, they can't eat pigs. They can't eat a lot of different animals, right? Because they can't eat unclean animals. But in this sheet, um, there was unclean and clean animals. And in the vision, God says, Peter, eat 
And Peter's like, what? I'm a Jew, God. I never touch anything unclean. I'm not going to eat that. And the vision happened three times. And God said, don't call what I made clean unclean. And then people come knocking on the door and God says, I've sent three people to come and get you. I want you to go with them without hesitation. So he goes the next day with these three men to Cornelius's house. Cornelius is not a Jew. He's just a God-fearing man. And God came to him in a vision, go get Peter. And whatever he says, believe. That's how you're going to get saved. And so as Peter, Jews are not supposed to enter the house of the Gentile. Jews are not supposed to eat with the Gentiles. You understand? But Peter, after the vision, obeyed God, went into Cornelius' house. And as he was preaching, the Spirit of God came upon them. As he was speaking and preaching, Spirit of God comes upon them and there's speaking in tongues. I love when that happens. Like even in Indonesia, like even before I got to pray for people, I'm praying for this person. And then like I send something, I look to the right and God by, by himself, God was, you know, coming upon that lady and they were speaking in tongues before any of us got to them. So I love that. God made no distinction between Jews and Gentiles and gave Gentiles the Holy Spirit. Amen. Wow. I love that. But I thought, okay, Spirit of God made no distinction. But in many places in the scripture, God also says, be holy for I am holy. Holy means what? Separate. It means different. So God, you want us to be different or same? Hmm? You make no distinction, but you're saying be holy, be different. Distinction, definition, it means to be in, be different in nature. Okay? Different in quality. Okay? What would you do? You had a meeting with a pastor, and he welcomes you. You sit down, and you see an ashtray with c- cigarette. And then you see a wine glass with half drink. And he's talking to you. And he's using bad words. How would you feel? (laughs) You'd be gone. (laughs) Huh? How would you feel? Seriously. You'd be like, oh, he's just a human. Would you feel comfortable? Would you feel comfortable? No. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be separate, holy. But the problem that we have in this day and age is that we don't make the right distinction. We want to make no distinction with the world. I see so many Christians who know Jesus, who speak in tongues even, fight for their freedom. God gave me freedom, right? So, I should be free to express myself. And if I want to use certain words, I should be free. And if I want to drink, as long as I don't get drunk, what's the problem with that? You read the scripture, right? Even Paul told Timothy to drink for his stomach problem. 
right? What's wrong with drinking? I have the freedom in Christ to drink. And what's wrong with clubbing and partying? What's wrong? What's wrong with that? I have the freedom. As long as I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, I should. And you think, not me, no way. But you know, in many areas, we fight for that freedom. We fight for authenticity of our feelings. You know what? I don't want to be fake. You want us, you say govern your spirit, but I'm feeling sad and you want me to act like I'm happy? That's heck of fake. I need to be authentic. If I'm having a bad day, I'm having a bad day. Hmm? We're miserable, but we're authentic. I'm depressed, but I'm authentic. I have no influence over people, but I'm authentic. We fight for authenticity. And the problem is, in church, outside of the church, we have the same struggle. We have the same problem. More, same amount of people are depressed in church as outside of the church. The, the divorce percentage is same inside and outside of the church. Why is that? There is no distinction with the world. Hmm? There's no distinction. The distinction, there must be a distinction, but it should start in our mind. Everybody say, thought pattern. There must be a distinction in our thought pattern. We've been teaching a lot about governing our mind, governing our spirit, right? The reason why is because you, every one of you, I don't care how weak you feel, you are created to govern. Hmm? Romans 8, 6, it says, The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. When you are governed by your flesh, I want to be real. I'm authentic. I feel sad. I feel mad. I feel whatever. That's who I'm going to be. You're being governed by your flesh. And the scripture says it means death. Hmm? Our thought patterns are supposed to be different. Hmm? Our outer situations should never determine the state of our mind. Hmm? A lot of times Christians come and I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I'm so sad or I'm so depressed. It's, it's, it's so hard, Pastor. It's just so hard. I'm going through some trials. This is so difficult. Oh, but, you know, it's so hard. It's just so hard. You're struggling. That means you are governed by the outer situation. That means you're not governing. You have stepped away from your kingdom place of government. Every one of you, you are created to govern. But once you step away, you've given away your kingdom place. But the crazy thing is, once you step away, guess what? It never stays vacant. Guess who takes over? The enemy always occupies. 
so that you won't be able to come back. You know, we shared about last year when we went to Mentawe. We get to the airport, and guess what? My passport expires, what, in five months? And they say, you can't go. Why? Because you need to have at least six months in your passport. Then why do you need expiration date? <laughs> Hello, I'm coming back in two weeks. It doesn't expire for five months. Oh, you need six months. You can't go. Outer situation. I, in the, I was like shaken. I was almost shaken out of my kingdom place of authority. I said, what? Right? I have to, I have to fight. Govern. Shift. It's okay. I'll get there. Okay, Joseph, you take over. You go. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you a day after. Go. We call the embassy or you, uh, the passport agency. They said, I can't even make. I can't come in because I can't even make the reservation appointment to come in that day. Well, I want to leave next morning. Sorry. Benjamin said, I talked to three different agents, and they all said the same thing, Sonny. I said, I don't care. We're going still. We're going to that agency. And after we sent them off, guess what? We went to the agency. And less than two hours, guess what? I renewed my passport. And next morning, I went. Once I got there, I was supposed to get to another plane to meet rest of my team in different province. And I missed the flight again. What was crazy is... 99.9% of flights in Indonesia, they're always late. You never get on the flight on time. But this one that I was late for like 10 minutes went on time. And I missed it. And I'm shaking. The enemy wants to shake me, push me out of my kingdom place. Kingdom mindset says we laugh at those outer situations. I, I said, you know what? I choose to be excited. Obviously, the enemy doesn't want me there. But somehow, I'm going to get there. Right? I go there. And then, we had two hours get to the the, the port. Right? Because we have to ride a ship. Right? And then we get there. And then we missed it. On and on and on and again. Things just did not work out. And when things don't work out, the enemy says, you're not in control. Freak out. Everything's going to fall apart. They're going to think you're a bad leader. See, you have no faith. Enemy wants to sift you out of your kingdom place. But when you fight and you determine, no, I'm going to remain in my kingdom place. Everybody say kingdom mindset versus pauper mindset. Right? Are you a king that governs or are you a pauper that begs? You're in your Christian life. Are you living as a king, as a queen, as a princess that governs, that rules? Or are you spiritually a pauper who just begs, pushed here and pushed there? Genesis 4-7, God tells Cain, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you. But you must rule over it. That means God gave Cain 
authority to rule. He just didn't give Abel. He gave Cain the same authority. What does Jesus say to Peter? Peter, Satan has asked to sift you. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail you. When the enemy comes to sift you, to to make you feel like nobody's on your side, everything's falling apart, nobody cares for you, you don't belong here. When the enemy comes with those lies, the kingdom mindset says, I could I can rule over it. I'm a my name, my one of my kingdom name is I'm a kind princess. Right? I'm a ruler. I'm going to rule over this lie. But then the pauper mindset says, I can't. I have no power over this. It's not fair. I don't have enough power. I don't have enough money. I don't have, I lack, I lack. That's a pauper mindset. Every day, enemy tempts you to give up your kingdom place and be a pauper. Every day. Whether you know it or not. The enemy is always trying to sift you. Hmm? Every one of you, God has given you your kingdom. Amen. I remember a few years ago, one of the pastors from South Africa comes. Remember that big African pastor? You know, he's like, I have brought my kingdom to your kingdom. Right? To, like, that's exactly what he said to Benjamin. I'm a king in my kingdom. And we're going to, I brought. Right? Kingdom. Every one of you, you are called to reign over your kingdom. Your kingdom is the place of influence. Amen. Okay? Your family. Your, your, your school your workplace, right? You have a kingdom to reign over. But enemy wants to move you out of your kingdom place of government. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times, we're subdued. The enemy comes against your kingdom to subjugate you in your mind. And so, your children don't listen to you. Or, your finances are not there. Or nobody is asking you out on a date and you're going to turn 30 soon or 40 soon. Or everybody has a baby and you're 40 something and you don't have all these different situations. The enemy comes and say, you can't govern. You can't, you know, and he wants to subdue you. In your mind, and easily, when you have the scepter of authority, Mm -hmm. you easily give up. And you just, yeah, you're right. We're subjugated. Once you get subjugated in your mind, that's it. You are easily moved by the lies and situations. Hmm? What happens When the government doesn't govern. Chaos. The place becomes dangerous. Anybody could hurt anybody, steal anything. It becomes dangerous. So when you don't govern your kingdom, chaos. 
I see so many people come and see me and say, I feel so unsafe. You know why? That means you are not governing. Because if you govern, you will feel safe. And people around you will feel safe. Hmm? Psalm 110.2 says, The Lord will extend your mighty scepter from Zion, saying, Rule in the midst of your enemies. It doesn't matter what situations happen. You have the authority to rule, reign over those situations. So my question is, are you governing? Are you ruling? Or are you being subjugated? Are you subdued? Or are you governing? And what are the areas that you are subdued if you are being subdued? Enemy wants to take you from your kingdom place of authority, shake you off of that place, and put you in a prison. Okay? And your beliefs in the lies of the enemy becomes your prison. Did you hear me? Your faith, your beliefs in the lies of the enemy becomes your prison. Okay? You must leave the prison behind. You must, right? You must break down the lies of the enemy and enter into your kingdom place. You know, like I recently, I read something about fear. You know what fear is? Fear is having faith in something else. Fear is having faith in the wrong kingdom. Once you fear bad things, Once you fear, you know what you're doing? You're putting your faith in the kingdom of the enemy. Hmm? In this place, you feel stuck. It doesn't matter how much Benjamin and I scream at you saying, you're you're victorious, you're strong. It doesn't matter because you already feel stuck. You feel stuck in that prison of lies. Hmm? Like I said, if you don't occupy your territory, guess what? The enemy will occupy it. You need to stop giving up your kingdom place. So, we are supposed to make distinction here in your mind, right? You're supposed to govern your mind, right? But here in Acts 15, Holy Spirit made no distinction. So, I'm going to talk about the place where you're not supposed to make no distinction. When you're praying for that one, a lot of times in our mind, you have already made the distinction. You could come and talk to Joseph. You could come and talk to Ray Ray. You could come and talk to me about what God did, and you're so excited. Guess what, Pastor Sonny? I was praying for this, and this happened, and this is so powerful. You are so excited. But even with the same testimony, when you approach that you're one, you already made the distinction, and you're not able to freely share. Because you made this, this, the distinction. The faith for your unbelieving friends, that's where you're supposed to make no distinction. Amen. It's so easy to believe for healing for another believer. Amen. But what about for a non-believer? We make distinctions in our faith with the world and the church. Hmm? We are spo- here, Holy Spirit may no distinction, and gave the gifts of the Holy Spirit to them. 
That means we are supposed to make no distinction and share the giftings of God with non-believing friends. But what do we do? We only share the gifts of God with the believing community. And we made a distinction and we just wait for an opportunity. But that opportunity rarely comes because we have made the distinction. I just feel like just praying for us, this body. The enemy has really, really, really attacked your mind past two weeks. You feel alone. You feel you don't belong. And what's funny is older people say, oh, there's, this church is too young. The younger people say, oh, nobody understands because everybody feels like they don't belong. The guys feel like, oh, the girl, ever, and I'm, I'm listening to young people, old people, married people, single people. I don't have any friends my age. They're all married and have kids. And the married people say, well, I don't have, no, but we're listening to the lies of the enemy and created a prison with those lies. What do you do? You stay there or you leave the church. But then when you leave the church, where are you going to go? And I'll, I'll tell you this. Recently, oh man, guys, enemy has been attacking my mind. When I came back from Indonesia, I was ready to take over the world. I, I was ready to resurrect, right, people from that. I was ready. And I was so excited because all my life I lived with the pauper mindset. I lived with the spirit of the mindset of poverty. And so even if I had $10 in my pocket and I went to McDonald's, I wouldn't buy something for $6.99. I would buy something from value meals, right? <laughs> Whatever is 99 cents. And I spiritualize it by saying, you know, I'm going to I'm going to use the money that God has given me to build orphanages and feed the poor, but I'm going to live like a pauper. I lived with, and then when I came back from Indonesia, I felt free. I felt like God really cut, cut that mindset off of me. And I felt free. I said, Benjamin, I'm going to go buy me a new shoes. I don't want to, I don't want to go to Payless. I want to go to Macy's. And I'm going to buy something that's more than $100 that's comfortable. Can I? He said, sure. All right. And so and I, I felt so free. And Benjamin even told Pastor Daniels, God really set Sonny free from the poverty mindset. Pastor Daniel was so happy. He was more excited about that than all the miracles that happened in Indonesia. When I saw him, first time after I came back, he hugged me and he was so excited. Yeah, the miracles are great, but God set you free from the poverty mindset. Where's the shoes? Let me see. He was so excited to see my new shoes. I felt so free. And then all of a sudden, the outer situations started to change. And finances are not coming in. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. How are we going to pay the bills? Well, 
God, I don't understand. We, we, that was from my old level. God, you forgot. The struggling with finances is the old level. I should have plenty. Not only to pay bills, but bless others. God, you forgot. You already broke me into the new level. So I said, all is well. All is well. I'm governing. I'm, I'm going to reign over this. And then the next, and then a couple days later, different people with spirit of offense. Oh, this happened. You're not doing this right, and you're not doing this well. Tempted. All is well. God, I declare that their mind is aligned to your mind, to your to your ways. I declare all is well. I'm staying. And then a couple of days later, something else happened. And I'm t- God, in Jesus' name, I am a kind princess. I'm going to be kind. I love you. I'm kind. I'm going to love him, God. A few days later, something else happens in a different area. And I'm governing. I'm shifting. You know, I'm shifting. The enemy wants to sift me, but I'm going to shift. I'm going to shift. And the enemy starts to lie. You're living a lie. You're living a lie. Look at your situations. You just told everybody that God has broken you into the new level, but nothing has changed. You're living a lie. You're a heck of faith. Your situations are fake. Your faith is fake. What the, seriously, enemy is lying. And I want, like, for a moment, I so wanted to be discouraged. I so, like, it felt, I, I longed in that moment to be discouraged and say, what is going on, God? We're supposed to be in our new building. What are we doing here still? Why am I still preaching in the small sanctuary? We're supposed to be out by Easter. What's going on, God? And I, I, I want, enemy wants to sift me and put me in the prison of lies. And then I remember in that moment, I have a choice. I have a choice. Am I a pauper that lacks, that begs? Am I a governor? Am I a ruler? And for even for few, like two seconds, Benjamin's like, <sighs> and we just shifted at that moment. You know what? All is well. All is well. All is well. Hmm? All is well. And we just shifted. We just shifted against the lies and said, I, and, and you know what I said? Even this morning, I said, you know what? I'm never moving backwards. Even though situations seem like we moved backwards, that's in the kingdom of God. It's impossible. So I'm always moving forward. I'm always advancing in the kingdom of God. That's what you are. You are, every one of you, in all your situations, you are advancing. You hear me? One of our son in the Lord last year calls us. He's a pastor. And he says, this is what happened. I'm receiving threats that I'm going to get kicked out, that everything that I worked for so far is going to be taken away. And he listed specific threats by a real person that's over him. And when Benjamin heard that, Benjamin said, you know what? Those are all empty threats. 
and he went against every single of those threats, you're not going to get kicked out. You're going to be multiply. Everything's going to be taken away. Uh-uh. And he just went against every single one of them. And you know what he did? Okay. And he believed it. And for few mo- next few months, nothing changed. And threats came more. And they actually came for a moment and took over his ministry. But even in those moments, he did not allow the enemy to sift him. He said, nope, these are empty threats. That's what pastor said. That's what my spiritual father said. I'm believing It doesn't matter how much those outer situations come with certainty and power. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to be moved. As of last month or April this month, it's April still, right? As of this month, those threats, nothing, and those actual people were removed. And he sent out an email to all his leaders And he said, this is what the threat said. And this is what Pastor Benjamin said. Everything on this side, nothing came to be. But everything on this side, everything came to be. The key is, even when outer situations come against the promise of God, are you going to be moved? Are you going to be taken away from your kingdom place? Or are you going to take your stand? I believe tonight, God wants to set every one of you free from every lie of the enemy. You believe that? You're always moving forward. God wants you and I to take our kingdom place. Some of you, you had a tough week, didn't you? You had a tough week. Some of you, you were bombarded with the lies of the enemy for past two weeks, huh? You know what? We're going to take back our kingdom place. You're going to destroy, cancel every lie of the enemy. You know what? When you govern your listen to this. You can't change those situations. You hear me? You can't, you can't control another person's heart. You can't. But you know what? You can govern your mind. But when you govern your mind in faith, according to your faith, those outer situations can change. Do you understand? If you try to change the outer situation, you're just going to be moved. But you just govern your spirit, govern your mind. And through that, the outer situations in God's time will shift, will change. You believe that? I want you to stand up right now. And I want you to determine in your heart, okay, tonight, tonight I'm going to take back take back all authority in Christ Jesus. I don't care what the lies of the enemy have been. I don't care how real they are. I don't care how powerful or strong they are. You're going to take back your kingdom authority tonight. Amen? Amen? You're going to take back your kingdom place of government. I declare, lift your hands to God right now. I declare, sons and daughters of this house, you will rule, you will govern, you are made to govern. Everything is supposed to be under your feet. I don't care what is happening in your situation. They are under your feet. They are under your feet. Father, right now, God, shift our mind. Shift our mind. We cancel every lie, every deception of the enemy, God. And we declare, God, tonight we take our kingdom place, Lord. Father, we lift our hands to receive the kingdom authority, the scepter of authority. 
and we're going to govern over our minds. You're going to govern, sons and daughters. You're going to govern. You're going to rule. You won't be subdued anymore. You will not be subjugated by the lies of the enemy anymore. You will not be shaken by the lies of the enemy anymore. You're going to govern. You're going to govern. You're going to govern. You're a king. You're a queen. You're going to govern. Amen. You believe that? I want you to touch somebody right now. Come on, let's hold hands. And I want you to... I want you to release that kingdom authority over your brothers and sisters. You know, I sense, I sense the past two weeks, it's been difficult for a lot of your brothers and sisters, just like it was difficult for you. The enemy was trying to just working extra time to just push you, to, to, to push you away from your kingdom place. Right now, just next one minute, I want you to just intercede for your brother and your sister. Come on. Come on, take authority over every lie. Come on, open prison doors for your brother, for your sister. Open prison doors with the authority that you have in Christ Jesus. Set your brother and sister free. Declare that they were governed. Declare that they will rule over their minds and over their situation. Nothing, nothing, nothing can subdue them in Jesus' name. what we're going to do right now. For next another minute, you're going to remove the distinction that's in your mind for your one. The one. Your unbelieving friends and family. In your mind, the, there's, it, the, the distinction has been embedded in your faith. You're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're going to pull that out. Come on, pray. Come on. Remove that distinction. There is no distinction in your faith for them. Just like you could believe for the church, you could believe for them. Father, we remove, God, the false distinctions, God, that we have made in our mind, in our faith, God, for the lost ones, God. Father, we remove it. We take authority over it right now in Jesus' name. Just like you made no distinction between Jews and Gentiles, God. Father, we make no distinction, God. We will believe. We will believe. We will govern, Lord. Right now, I want you to pray that we are advancing. I want you to prophesy. Prophesy. We are advancing. Brother, sister, you're moving forward. You're not moving backward. You're moving forward. Come on, pray for one another. You are advancing. You are advancing. You're moving forward towards your destiny. You're moving forward in the kingdom of God. Oh, my God. 
I want you to prophesy over our building situation. You, you, sometimes it seems like we're stuck, but we're not stuck. We are not stuck. Come on, throw up your faith for our building, for our big building. You, you've experienced how amazing it is to have a bigger space, huh? Come on, come on, believe it. That God is moving, that we're moving forward. We're moving forward to our new building. And it's not later, it is now. It is not for later season, it is for now season. Lift your hands before God one more time. Spirit of God, I thank you that you who began a good work in each one of your sons and daughters in this room, you will be faithful to complete your good work. God, we thank you that we are more than conquerors, God, in all situation, God, that everything is under our feet, Lord, that we will govern. We will govern in our minds. We will govern in our family. We will govern in our workplaces, in our school. We will govern, God, and we will not give up our kingdom place. Father, we thank you for setting us right today for setting us free from the lies of the enemy, that we are advancing, that we are moving forward. We thank you, and we trust in you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.